Welcome back to another Live Ministries USA podcast here with your host, Reverend Christopher B. Kane. Hope you guys are having a great evening. Today is December the 14th, 2021. Praise the Lord. So I'd like to just go ahead and do a short podcast. To have a write-up that I've made here. It's entitled, What Does It Mean to Have Christ Live in Us? And that's really an important question for us as believers to resolve. What does it mean to have Christ live in us? I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's Galatians 2.20 coming out of the New King James Version. And Galatians 2.20 for me is really kind of a life verse because if, if in fact you are a believer in Christ as I am, then you recognize that this life is no longer ours. And not only is that liberating, because it tells us we're not living for this dismal life that we have here right now, but it tells us that we live in the power of Christ, not in ourselves. And so we trust, as it says in Philippians 1.6, that he who began a good work in us is faithful and just to bring it to a completion. Amen. So what does it mean to have Christ live in us? Well, number one, we are to be crucified with Christ for the purpose of dying to self and to sin. And in a day and in an age where everybody does that which is right in their own eyes, just as in the time of the judges, and also where you have your truth and I have my truth and what's right for me may not be right for you, in that kind of a deluded environment, uh, a self-absorbed deluded environment where there's no moral absolutes, uh, it's important for us as believers to recognize that there are moral absolutes and that that is just uh, absolutely crazy to I believe that everybody can be a truth unto themselves and, and live however they want to live and expect that uh, we will all get along in a world we're all living for a different reason. And so as believers, uh, we need to die to self and to sin. And some people will say, well, you know, I, I'm born this way. Well, maybe you are. We're all born with original sin. And so that's why Jesus says you have to deny yourself. You must be born again. It says it in John 3, 3. It says it again in John 3, 7. And Scripture says that uh, everything by the mouth of two or three witnesses. And so in the book of John, in chapter 3, we see twice that it's emphasized by Jesus himself that you must be born again. Number two, for those who are born again believers in Christ, it is no longer our life but Christ. And that's important for us to understand. You see, this life is not ours to sit back and drink mojitos and have Mai Tais and uh, just just cruise on the beach to stay home and do whatever we want. Uh, no, this life we're given to live for Christ, to suffer with Christ, to die to self, and to make sure that we recognize that God could have placed us anywhere in all of the world and anywhere in all of history, but he placed us right where we are and right in the time that we live in for such a time as this, as it says in the book of Esther. Point number three, the life that we now live in the flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Amen. Uh, in one sense, it is no longer we who live, as the Apostle Paul says. We've been crucified with Christ, but there is also a recognition that we are still living in our fleshly bodies. Uh, this is speaking of the duality that we have as born-again believers. While we have a spirit being created in us, a new life in Christ, uh, we also are still uh, occupying our earthly bodies. We know that we will continue to be transformed by the renewal of our mind through the power of Scripture and the Holy Spirit to direct us in the ways of God. But we must also at the same time resist the urges or desires of the flesh, and that's really important that we understand that. 
Galatians chapter 5 verse 24 shows us the crucifying of the flesh. Galatians 5 24 says, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. You see, we cannot enter heaven as we are because we are all sinners and we all have a need that we must be born again. Again, John 3 3 says, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, in the New King James says, And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Amen. Mark chapter 8, verse 34, And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So you see there, we do have to deny ourselves. We do have to pick up our cross. Uh, We do have to be born again. We are to be dead to sin, but alive to God. And uh, I'm going to share here uh, from a passage in Romans chapter 6, beginning at verse 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. Uh, Actually, that's verse 1, excuse me. Chapter 6, verse 1. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, verse 4 says, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that Jesus as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Verse 5 says, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Verse 6 says, Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, hallelujah, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Amen? Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead, indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lusts. Amen. Verse 13 says, And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 14. You see, we need to be, and this is really... Uh, what Alive Ministries USA stands for, alive and living in view of eternity, understanding and walking in our spiritual authority. So we need to be alive and living in view of eternity. Our focus can't be on this life. It has to be on the next. Uh, This is not our best life now, by the way. If it was, what kind of a dismal picture would that paint of heaven? I know that my best life is in the hereafter with my Lord and Savior. Uh, the power of sin is broken in Romans 6, 7, where it says, For he who has died has been set free from sin. 
The believer is to present themselves as members and instruments of righteousness, as we see in Romans 6.13. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as righteous instrument and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Romans 6.13. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 tells us of the treasure that we have in Christ. It shows us how the new life and the old relate to one another. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, some translations call it jars of clay, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen? The treasure is not us, and, and that's the problem. Many people think that they are the treasure. Uh, many people are overcome by pride and think much more highly of themselves than they ought to. Scripture tells us, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. The treasure is not us. The treasure is the Lord Jesus Christ who dwells within us, while the flesh is just a container. <clears throat> you and I are, are merely the earthen vessels or jars of clay. Christ is, is the treasure. We as believers must mortify or put to death the deeds of the flesh. We must put the flesh to death. Amen. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And that's Romans chapter 12, verse 1. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Romans 8.13. That's from the English Standard Version. Colossians 3 says, beginning at verse 1, Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, strive for the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, the components of your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Many people don't understand that, but greed is idolatry. <clears throat> You, you want to worship something that you're, you're coveting so much and you have this sense of greed on. It really becomes a form of idolatry. Verse 6 says, Because of these the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience. When you lived among them, you also used to walk in these ways. But now you must put aside all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to one another since you have taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. Hallelujah. What a great verse. Having put on, verse 10, having put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here, there is no, no Greek, no Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, clothe yourself with hearts of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Verse 13 tells us to bear with one another and forgive any complaint you may have against someone else. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. 
Verse 14, And over all these virtues put on love, which is the bond of perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, for to this you were called as members of one body, and be thankful. Verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Ephesians chapter 4, 17 to 32 says, So I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord, right? This is not optional, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their hearts. Having lost all sense of shame, they have been given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with a craving for more. Sounds like today's day and age to me. Verse 20 says, But this is not the way you came to know Christ. Excuse me. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in keeping with the truth that is in Jesus. To put off your former way of life, your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Verse 23 says to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor. For we are all members of one another. Be angry, yet do not sin. Do not let the sun set upon your anger and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing good with his own hands, and that he may have something to share with the one in need. Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up the one in need and bringing grace to those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God in whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, outcry, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and tender-hearted to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So how do we partake in this transformation of our life to his? And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, Romans 12.2. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. It's Romans 1, 7, the NIV. Elsewhere we see it three times in the New Testament, quoted from the book of Habakkuk, the just shall live by faith. Romans 1, 17 quotes Habakkuk 2, 4, and is, as I said, one of the three times in the New Testament that the just shall live by faith is quoted. As we have previously discussed the other two places, it is quoted in Galatians three eleven, which says, Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. It is also found in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38, which says, 
But my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And that's Habakkuk 2.4 King James Version. Our life is changed into his for others to see. Colossians 3.10 says, And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Galatians 3.27 tells us, For as many of you have been, as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Romans 13.14 tells us, Be put on, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its evil desires. Romans 7.4 tells us that in Christ we have become dead to the law and we must bear fruit for God. Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. Amen. We must be led by the Spirit, walking in step with the Spirit, that we might produce the fruit of the Spirit and not the fruit of the flesh. Galatians 5 shows us the contrast between the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. Beginning in verse 16 of chapter 5, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Amen. Verse 19 now says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murderers, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Verse 24, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. It's important that we walk in the full armor of God. And I want to pray right now as I, as I close out this short podcast for you that you will be able to stand firm in the full armor of God. And I encourage you to read all of uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for each and every one who has tuned into this podcast, wherever and whenever they may be listening, Lord. I ask you, God, to bless each and every one of us who loves you, Lord, and who wants to do what is right by you. I pray, God, that you'll empower us to walk in the Spirit, Lord, that we would deny ourselves, that we would... Pick up our cross and follow you, Lord. I pray that you would just cover us in the blood of Christ, that we would be suited up in the full armor of God, having our feet shot about with the gospel of preparation of peace. Let us take up the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, 
the shield of faith, wherewith we quench all the fiery darts of the adversary, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, amen, and the armor of God's righteousness on our right hand and on our left hand. And let us, Lord, pray always without ceasing. I thank you, God, that you have done a great and mighty work in our lives for those who have confessed Jesus as Lord and believe in our hearts that you raised him from the dead. I thank you, God, for the relationship we have with you, the reconciliation that we have been able to partake of through the God-man Jesus Christ, who is fully God and fully man. I thank you, Lord, that there will come a day where you will come to get your church, Lord, where when that trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we who are alive and remain will be caught up in the air where we will ever be with you. And I thank you, God, for the work that you will continue to do in our lives until that day. I pray that if there's anyone that does not know you, that they would recognize that whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That if they would merely just confess with their mouth and believe that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that you raise them from the dead, that they shall be saved. I thank you for the work of repentance that you do in our lives, God. And I pray that you would continue to draw us closer to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. <clears throat> I thank you for joining us for this short podcast. And I do encourage you guys to check out our ministries website, AliveMinistriesUSA.com. That's AliveMinistriesUSA.com. We do a weekly show at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the winter. During the summer, it's at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But you can find us at Alive Ministries USA on YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Alive Ministries USA. And I encourage you guys to stop in. We take live prayer for the first half of the show. and the second half, we study the scriptures. Look forward to seeing you there sometime. Blessings in Christ from all of us here at Alive Ministries USA. I'm your host, Reverend Christopher B. Kane. God bless you.